Hey sisters, welcome back to the Rooted Feminine podcast. I'm really excited to be here with a new friend who I've recently connected with and um, was so excited to learn from her wisdom. Um, And I, as soon as I met her, I was like, I've got to have her on the show. I've got to have her tell her story and talk to you guys about um, the work that she does. And so I am really happy to be here talking with Damla Akhtekim. Damla, if you would like to um, just introduce yourself a little bit, tell us about the work you do in the world, um, a little bit about your journey, and then we'll dive in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I do is in the in the realm of energy, but it goes deeper than that and touches on the body. Um, and I call it these days inner child healing. So crystal healing plays into that. Um, all the vibrational tools that I have gathered over the years plays into that. So basically, um, I didn't start out as a healer. I actually... Yes, I studied engineering. Mm -hmm. I uh, then went into business school, did my MBA, Mm -hmm. started the corporate life. Um, About mid mid smack in the middle of it, I lost a family member, my grandmother, and that sort of went into um, on top of my work stress, and I found myself with with some health issues. Which then led me to my first stop on this healing journey was yoga, where I discovered that I had a body. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise, that I didn't exist just in my mind. And then I realized um, later on, I became a full-time yoga teacher and a yoga studio manager, all of those things. Um, and then in the middle of that, when I thought I was going to be a yoga teacher and a studio owner at some point in all my life, I became a mom in 2012. Mm-hmm. and nothing I knew worked right and- <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, yes amen to that <laughs> yeah and it's interesting and funny because I've been reading a little bit about the um, heroines story mm-hmm. as opposed to hero story and there they talk about first you renounce what the society tells you to do mm-hmm. and then you say I'm boldly declare and say I'm gonna do this now and then that fails and then you need to find another thing I feel like I've been on that mm. journey <laughs> I feel like I've been on that journey multiple times <laughs> yes yeah so anyways as a new mom I was like I need to heal myself I've I had an emergency c-section and found myself in this deep dark well um that was getting deeper and deeper each day and I I decided to pull myself out of it and I said just you know, whoever I was talking to, I said, just send me anything and everything. And I came in touch with crystals. And at the time as a new mom, um, I just saw like a YouTube video, I think about crystals. And I said this, okay, this looks interesting. I'll, I'll take a look at this. Um, but I didn't have time to consult sources, read books. I mean, I had a (laughs) newborn in my hands. Um, But what I did have was this immense curiosity and this sort of knowing that um, there was something there for me. And as I approached this, I realized I just want to experience it. I don't want to take anything for granted. And when I did consult, you know, when I looked things up on online, it just didn't feel to capture what I was feeling, which was I was finding out each crystal to be unique. 
I was finding out that they were deepening my love connection to my body, to myself. I was finding out that, um, like, it wasn't like this whole, oh, you're healed from one day to the other, but slowly they were helping me deepen my intuition. So I, I started my own um, crystal exploration journey, and that continues to this day. Mm-hmm. And I remember we we met just a few days ago, honestly, and I was like, I got to get you on my show. But um, so much of your journey resonates with me. I also went to business school. I also was in that corporate rat race chasing the kind of patriarchal masculine definition of success. It was when I became a mom that things really shifted for me. I, I had to go through fertility treatment to get pregnant for the first time because I had been so in my masculine. I'd lost my cycle. I'd lost any connection with my body, right? And while it was yoga that brought you to your body, it was it was me shooting myself up with uh, in artificial hormones and being like, oh, th- you know, there's got to be a real connection here that I am missing. Um, and then trying to parent you know, as a modern mystic, as somebody who wants to shepherd and, and guide and be the steward for our children in, in a new paradigm, in a different world, helping them step out of the boxes that we kind of broke out of, right? It's, it's not an easy road necessarily, but I think it's a necessary one. And when I heard your story and saw so much of myself in it, I was like, this is, these are the conversations that I want to have. Um, and I love that your your take on crystals, right? You didn't have excess time, excess um, ability to just like go buy all the crystal courses or go buy all the crystal books. It was really an intuitive learning, right? You sat with them and you said, what is the message that this stone has for me, right? And that began your journey. And it's a very intuitive feminine approach, which I think is really, really beautiful. Yeah, I mean- I did go buy the biggest crystals I could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then, I mean, I now have a free course that that talks about crystal healing myths. One of them is that you need, like, the bigger is better is not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting you you mentioned the the parenting journey because I find it's so much about parenting ourselves mm-hmm. along the way. And that's what crystals were for me. They were my way of saying, okay, I have five minutes here. Let me just lie down with my crystals mm-hmm. and see what happens. And I would always just get out of it a little bit more resourced. Yeah. Resourced. And that meant I had more resources for myself and my daughter and everyone around me. Yeah, that's amazing. What What were your go-to crystals then? And what are your go-to crystals now? Have they changed? Um, this is a question that I think has a bigger question in it, Ooh, yeah. which is something I hear a lot, um, especially at the beginning when I started to, um, I first experimented on family members and then I started <laughs> offer group healings and then private healings. Um, people would come to me and ask them, I have this and this, which crystal should I use? Mm. Um, I I will come to the use part, but the witch crystal part is interesting because they hold vibrational essence. Actually, I'm going to come to both of them together. So yeah. the reason I don't 
have the the or or go to the word use for crystals is as I go deeper into this, as I was um, crafting my way of teaching about this, I realized I needed to understand who and what crystals are mm-hmm. and what are they? They're the building blocks of the universe. Um, they are these geometric, sacred geometry holding things that hold the essence of nature, the essence of the universe. And we are made up of crystals. So what that means is um, they're our ancestors. They have a much longer life than us. So when you hold a stone, a crystal, what I, I call them all crystal. I mean, you can debate that, but yeah. for me, it's still crystals. When you hold one in your hand, it's a different energy to say, okay, what can, what can I use you for? What are you good for? You're going to go here and you're going to do this versus I'm holding a sacred wisdom keeper in my hand. Mm-hmm that can connect me to sacred wisdom recordings in the universe. Our DNA is crystalline Mm -hmm. and the sacred wisdom recordings in me all my lifetimes Mm -hmm. along timelines. So that is a whole other energy. 100%. (laughs) It's like we're still coming at it from a colonial view of like, oh, here's my citrine. I want to manifest some more abundance in my business. I'm going to put this citrine next to my computer, which is really funny, you guys, because if you were watching me, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, we're still coming at it from this colonized patriarchal. If I do this, this will be the result. But what I'm hearing from you is like, there's a reverence for this. This crystal grew in mother earth, grew in our planet, holds the, the energy, holds the codes of where it grew, how it grew and what shape it grew. Like there's, it's a being, it has an energy of its own. And so rather than saying, how are you going to help me crystal? It's like, how can I relate with this being? How can I form a relationship with this energy? It's similar to when people ask me, oh, can I pray to the sacred feminine archetypes? And I'm like, Sure, you can pray to them, but how are you praying? Are you saying, oh, dark goddess, please come into my life and get rid of my boyfriend? Are you using them? I love the way that you brought that word. Are you are you calling on them for uh, what you want or are you actually relating with them? Are you actually forming a relationship with the energy? And that's what I'm hearing when you're talking about the crystals as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and especially because when you look at the actual physical characteristics of them, what crystals do is they take in energy just like us. They can store energy just like us and they can amplify mm. or focus energy just like us. So they're going to take in whatever intention, whatever goodness you give to them and amplify that. For me, that was at a time when my body was strange. Like I couldn't, yoga didn't feel good because I couldn't recognize my body. Like I couldn't connect with myself, but I could connect with the beauty of a crystal. I could appreciate the light Mm -hmm. in it, the the shapes, the colors. Mm -hmm. And that appreciation moved through the crystal directly into my body and being because there's a nonverbal communication. To come back to your questions, a question of which crystals do I go to first? I mean, I go to myself first Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. 
any healing, just like you mentioned, goddess work, meditation, any contemplative spiritual healing you do is a crystal healing. That's what I understood. And then I understood, okay, what's in the air? There's bacteria, viruses, crystals, crystalline structures, anything with DNA, crystalline, wood, crystalline, the stone on my countertop, crystalline, drywall has crystals, glass has crystals, metal, everything around me, this computer. So when I'm talking, everything is taking in my energy and there's multidimensionality in it that we don't immediately grasp, but it's there. Mm -hmm. So you realize it's just so much more than just holding a crystal. That's the practice that gets you to the other connected multidimensional side of it, which then can transform all of your life. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing from you is like, it starts with you. It's yeah. With like the self healing going in instead of just grasping for tools. And in this case, we're talking about crystals, but I love how you brought in like meditation or yoga or any of these other practices. If you're trying to grasp at them because they're going to fix you or solve you, it's, it's the opposite approach, right? That what, where the healing really comes from is going within first. I mean, you can start there. Certainly. I'm not going to tell you not to right. practice yoga. <laughs> right. But then, um, like right now, I'm writing a book on crystal healing. I start with falling in love with a crystal, mm. which then leads to falling in love with you, mm. which then leads you falling in love with all that surrounds you and the, and the crystal, the practice itself and the mystery of it all. I mean, it just, if you're open to it, what I'm saying is, um, which you're opening the door for it. What I'm saying is go through that door and then that can open a whole other universe for you. Mm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. What have you found that other universe to be like? Very accepting. Mm. Um, very uniform. I find that that's the other main difference with us and crystals. We are liquid crystalline beings. Thus, we get out of form and out of uniformity uh, very quickly. And the superpower of crystals is they stay solid. They keep their form. So I feel like we must be fascinating for them. And they hold the energy of reorganizing, resourcing for us. Mm. So going into that is like, oh, I can reorganize myself. Mm -hmm. That happens. Also going into that energy with physical crystals or with just my body is like, okay, there are streams of consciousness, streams of energy I can tap into. What wants to be created through me? Let me tap into that. What wants to be uh, prayed through me into existence? Mm -hmm. Let's step into that. Um, what the heck do I need? I, I want to just nourish myself. Let me just sit in this presence of open, um, multidimensional communication with all elements of nature so that I can be nourished. And I don't even need to name my needs because they know, they understand. Um, and in my healing work, which, that, which then leads to is, okay, what are the unrealized potentials in someone's field that we can tap into with Crystal's help to see um, those hidden sparks? I call them the inner children. 
and we can they might be hiding behind a cloud hiding behind a pattern that was put there through trauma but how can we uh, bring them around and out into the world are there particular practices that you like to do are there placements of the crystals are there certain meditations or are you really just getting quiet with them and and just ask like you know communing with them relating with them Yes and yes. <laughs> so it's very much I per, I personally love the simpler the to be the better. Um but it's also that's where it gets fun. Mm. You can go in and co-create something together. Um like in my crystal healing membership, I have over 100 crystal healings done for you recorded with a specific intention I have guided crystal meditations mm. like I just recently recorded like a blissful sleep falling asleep with your crystals um um there's one about ancestral healing with crystals but it's not so much about what you do I think it keeps coming back to the beginning of our conversation. It's yeah. how you do it. It's how you approach it that makes the difference um, rather than saying, um, oh, this is this is the only way I'm going to do it. If you're open to exploring a few different ways, it can open up different avenues for you. Mm-hmm. And are you? what do you think about using crystals in our homes, crystal grids? Do you, do you think it's better to kind of have it on you? Do you think it's better to have it placed in your home in a certain place or you're, you're just really like whatever, whatever you're called to? Yeah. And that's the part that touches upon, I think what we were talking about again, in the beginning of uh, societal patriarchal, like yeah. it needs to be linear, tell me what to do. Let me put it yeah. there versus my response to those kinds of questions usually is um have you asked the crystal Mm. (laughs) I love that yes (laughs) and the answer may surprise you and the answer may change because they're unique energetic beings yeah um you've got me thinking about this like so differently like I have you know, all my towers right here, again, you guys listening can't see, but I have all my towers right here. I have a grid here. I have a selenite tower and a selenite wand by my door. You know, I'm like, I never even asked the crystal where it wanted to be. I was just like, I'm going to put you here. And, you know, I like, I love the idea of revisiting this as a relationship, revisiting this as something where the energy is not just like a wand for me to like wave at my command. It's really something that's, that is for me to, I keep going back to the word relate, but to, to relate with, to commune with, to, to spend time with, to be with. Yeah, absolutely. And the relationship, I love your, that you're highlighting that the relationship part is with anyone, anything, including ourselves. That's something you cultivate, just like you say, with the time, with the intention, with the effort. One thing I'm going to say um, that I find helps with with that kind of relationship building or might add to it is um, because crystals are hard. They like soft things. Mm. None of mine are on any <laughs> soft. <laughs> They're all but, on I shelves. Mean, and <laughs> I mean, it's fine to put them on a shelf, but I find that like I have these... Sh- soft felt um little containers uh-huh. and I 
that they seem to be just they feel a little better there or because we're soft they like to be on us Uh (laughs) it's just very simple things and even like picking them up very slowly placing them on you very slowly Mm. and then when your co-creation your meditation is done again just placing them you can place some maybe something on something soft for a little while before you take them out Mm -hmm. to be somewhere um visible and some of them don't like to be visible and some of them like to be visible yeah the other aspect of this is like just the pure pleasure what do you like to look at Uh, someone asked me or I maybe this was an online thing I don't remember they were asking if they needed to um, take their crystals out onto the moonlight (laughs) and charge them yeah and I said first of all what do they think and second of all like do you like to spend time in the middle of the night outside like I can stay for five minutes, but I don't like to stay outdoors for the entire night. It's cold, you know, it's unpleasant for me. So you can, and maybe some crystals like it. Maybe you like it. Maybe you're like a camping sort of person. Mm-hmm. I find that we we tend to attract crystals that are a little bit more like us. So mm, that's that might be a good clue. I keep asking questions in the same vein, but you're really opening a new like paradigm for me, a new thought about this for me. So I, I I know I keep circling around the same point and your answer is probably gonna be similar, but I just want to hear it. (laughs) Um, so what are your thoughts on like, Oh, use smoky. There's that word again, use smoky quartz for grounding amethyst for intuition, do different crystals because of their structures. Do they have different properties or do you just really feel like it's more again about that relationship that you have with the individual crystal? That's an excellent question. Um, I find that if I'm um, partnering with an amethyst, each single piece has a different quality and a character. I also find that at different stages of my menstrual cycle, my life, I reach out to different crystals. And with the crystals that I choose to spend time with, they do have, like, I might tend to gravitate towards a certain crystal when I'm feeling anxious, mm. or I might tend to gravitate certain to a certain crystal when I am just want to calm my um, nervous system or calm my mind. They do have um, certain tendencies that are connected to you specifically. So I wouldn't say like amethyst calms down the nervous system every single time. Right. That doesn't have to happen. Um, But you might find over time that you might be gravitating towards a certain crystal a little bit more at that period of your life. And then maybe another one. And then, but what I don't want to do is to, to classify that crystal and say, that's the only thing that she can do. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece of this is when you partner with a crystal, what you're tapping into is through that uh, clear quartz, you're tapping into all the clear quartzes in the multiverse. And through that clear quartz, you're tipping into all the minerals in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. 
So what that should tell you is you don't actually need a whole lot of crystals, which is another myth. Mm -hmm. The other thing I've come to realize is when I work with a certain type of crystal energy, like clear quartz, rose quartz, amethyst, those are the, probably the very uh, first few that we tend to gravitate to. The energy stays with you. Mm. So when you tap into your bones, which are like 65% or more minerals, they will have, um, just like a mantra, that was another entry point for me. Just like when you spend time with a mantra, that mantra takes roots in you and stays with you. Um, you can tap into and activate the energy of a physical crystal that you were in touch with at some point in your, in your life, which then should tell you, you can activate and work with any crystal in the multiverse at any point in your life, if you know how. Mm-hmm. So you don't need physical crystals and you do need physical crystals. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, I think <laughs> it totally does. And I think that that's a really great like doorway into kind of the other thing that we were going to talk about is like this self healing, the self journey. Um, Cause that's again, what I'm kind of picking up is like, yes, there are external tools absolutely that can help us. And maybe that's the doorway in, but Really, the ultimate goal of all of this is to to be able to source from you, understand that you are divine, that your power is in you, and you can source into that at any time using the, the tool or using your body, using yourself. And so what is really exciting is that Damla is a guest contributor inside of our library this month, and she has gifted us with a beautiful kind of robust training um, that I'm really excited to dive into myself called the self-healing journey map. And I'd love to think, like talk a little bit about what's in that map and then how, what we've been talking about with the crystals, how that relates to what's in that map. Yeah. I mean, that's a uh, spiraling map. It is laid out as a linear map, but we're on Mm-hmm. On that spiraling staircase it's a at cycle. any point everything is a cycle yes uh but you do hit different viewpoints as you yes. spiral yes. up or sometimes down sometimes, sometimes down, down. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay so that started with me I think I wasn't even aware of the map when I first started with these things just Mm -hmm. like I'm sure as it happened to you when I started yoga I was like oh my god this is amazing why isn't anyone doing this like I have to go all in on this and Mm -hmm. do everything about this Um, and the same with crystal healing and it took me a while to realize not everyone is on (laughs) on the same stage as I am um there's some people uh, who are not even aware of what I call energetic wounds. Um, and those are the traumas that we carry from this life or others mm-hmm. or from our ancestors. And um, that presents itself as um, sometimes people lashing out, living through with different limitations of understanding of life or physicality or even physical pain. And just very briefly, the first step is saying, okay, I have a, I have a, I'm, you know, I'm not where I want to be. I'm struggling. Something doesn't feel right. And then you say, okay, where is it that I want to be in? That's the next step. 
to define, okay, I'm just feeling all this pain in my body or in my relationships or in my spirituality, inner life or outer life. So let me define where it is that I want to go. But you don't know how. That's the, like, after the awareness comes, the search, which was what I was doing when I became a first mom. I said, okay, just show me, show me everything, bring me everything. Um, through the search, you come into contact with what you were calling the tools, the methods. And you say, okay, let me, let me try this thing that Damla is talking about. Let's try crystal healing. Let's see how that feels. And then you might start with it. And then you're like, ah, this doesn't seem to be working. And I explain in the, in the training why it doesn't work when you first start out. And then you try another one. But at that mid-stage, you haven't committed. That's the missing piece. The missing piece is you saying you not um, faulting the, the tool or your practice or yourself and saying, okay, for this to work, I need to commit to this, some sort of schedule. It doesn't have to be linear like that, but like you, you make a commitment to explore it further. And that brings you to the, uh, let me do it all by myself phase. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you, because of your trauma and because you've tried many different tools and they seemingly didn't work, you don't trust the tools as much but you found this one tool that you trust and you say okay I'm gonna do it all by myself and again this is the euphoric phase of oh my god this is doing amazing things for me let me share this with everyone and all of those um but then you come to a place where you've reached a plateau and the next wave of what I call shit hitting the fan hits <laughs> comes in and you're like yeah this tool isn't quite cutting it and that's the time where we advanced beings need to ask for help. Mm. That's the next stage of your relationship with yourself and with the world to say, I don't have to and want to do this all by myself. I can get support. I can see, um, get people who can see my blind spots and take me out, out of my plateau into the next level. And then you can continue your self-healing, your DIYing there. But then... So you, you stop um, blaming your circumstances, you stop blaming the tool, you stop blaming the teacher, you stop blaming the healer. And at this last stage, you stop blaming the cycles, because the cycles will always bring you more stuff to work with. Okay, that's where so I'm at right now. <laughs> like, why am I in this rebirth cycle again? Dang it. Like I have the awareness of where I'm at. Why, you know, what it's, what the medicine is. I get it. But I'm like, do we really have to do this again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. I love that. You know exactly where you are. That's a beautiful place to be. And then you might say, uh, okay, what are the places where I am at zero? Mm -hmm. What are the places that I'm not even aware of? Mm -hmm. that I need to get help with. Mm -hmm. And then you restart. <laughs> mm -hmm. restart. Re restart the journey. The good thing about that is um, you realize it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm. You realize there's no such thing as 100% being healed. And then you realize um, tools are tools unless you know how to approach them with intention and um, dedicated perseverance. 
-hmm. and and you also realize tools has have limits and you need actual people Mm. to hold you sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah that's incredible how do you help your people come come to accept that it's never done. I think this is a big opportunity for rewilding and for decolonizing and, and taking our power back is we've been told this linear view, right? We start here, we stop here, we, we achieve the success and then we're done. Right. But as you and I are talking, it's like, it's, it's not that way. And sometimes that feels like you're popping someone's balloon or you're like a big party pooper, like, nope, sorry, you're, you're not ever going to be done. So how do you guide your people through that concept that, that self-healing is always going to be a continuous journey? Mm -hmm. Let me make it real simple is, uh, it's going to continue until you die. And then some, (laughs) (laughs) it just is. Okay. I love it. Because that's what we signed up for. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. the whole gig. Yeah, reality. It's not easy. It's I hear not you. easy. I I guide people back to nature. I have this beautiful tree in my backyard. Um, it's a mulberry tree, and if anybody knows, in like May. There are berries everywhere and we don't have carpet in my house because they stain everything. Like they get on the bottom of your shoe and they stain everything. But I look to this tree and like right now she's losing her leaves and they're falling and then she's going to be bare for a while. And then the the blooms are going to come and then that damn fruit is going to (laughs) come, which is beautiful, but it's also like a little annoying. But I just, I have to source this wisdom from something outside of me. And I have to say, like, is that tree like, oh, damn, it's fall again. I'm about to lose my leaves. The tree just is. The tree just accepts. The tree knows that this is part of her life cycle. And she's going to keep going through that life cycle. And there's beauty and wisdom and medicine and challenge in each of the seasons of the cycle, right? And I think that when we can align with that, we can see that we are there's there's beauty to have. There's joy to have in each season. There's also challenge and wisdom and medicine in each season. And I think when we can make that shift, we can start to accept and possibly enjoy the healing journey. I'd love to know your thoughts. That's actually the last step of the the Oh, well, there we go. I haven't even looked at it yet. (laughs) (laughs) The last step is you, once you accept the cycles, you begin to enjoy them. Mm, Yeah. Because you're getting the help, because you're getting the tools um, because you know yourself better and better. I'm going to say this, though. Um, I'm I'm right there, too, with you, with this whole um, I'm turning 45 in January and just going through the beautiful perimenopause mm-hmm. <laughs> or towards that. Um, one thing I will say is that it does get easier in recognizing what you just said. OK, what's happening? Like, I'm going crazy. But this is a season. <laughs> this is a moment. Um, like I just had house, house guests on the weekend and I'm, you know, it it takes a certain amount of energy and effort. And I'm like, what's happening? I'm tired. I'm getting cranky. Mm-hmm. I know this is a phase. Let me go s- sit with my crystals for, <laughs> for a little bit. And then how can I resource myself? What's what's needed here? What do I need? Um, how I communicated these needs to myself, to others. Um What's the next thing on my agenda? 
oh, I have this huge to-do list, but let me just sit here in the sun for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how does my body feel like? How does my soul feel like? That sort of thing. I think there's a place we come on our spiritual path where we begin to take the ownership, right? And that's what I'm hearing from you. It's like, okay, so maybe we have a spiritual awakening. We're like, oh my God, there's guides. Oh, there's crystal, whatever, right? All these tools that we've been talking about. And then it's like, we're leaning on them and we're using them, which is lovely. But there comes this point where it's like, we need to take ownership and rather than expecting a crystal to fill us, a meditation to fill us, a guided journey to fill us, whatever. I love how you say, am I resourced right now? It's taking ownership of that and saying, okay, I can't blame this on anybody else or anything else. I can't expect anyone else or anything else to give me what I need. I need to be in communion and in relationship with myself and say, is, is this right for me at this moment? Right? Should I be working? Should I be doing that thing? Should I be entertaining people right now? Or should I be sitting in the sun? Should I be resting? Should I be reading? Like whatever fills your cup, like, and and being intentional about that, right? And saying the only way that this is going to actually be done is if I do it. And I think that that's really powerful and really beautiful. Do it with or without help. That's Mm. always an option. And the help doesn't have to be physical. Remember mm-hmm. what we talked about, the crystals yeah. that you connect with, connect you to the multiverse of crystals. Yeah. Yes, that includes people, healers like you and I, resources uh, like the beautiful membership that you have, that I have. Um, but also there are invisible resources that mm-hmm. you can tap to. Yeah. Yes. Okay. See, I'm still growing. I'm still learning here too, because maybe I'm, maybe I'm still in that place a little bit where I have, I feel like I have to do some things myself. I do recognize when somebody has wisdom that I don't, or when they can, they can guide me in a way that I can't guide myself. Cause I think, you know, those, not those who can't do teach, that's the wrong phrase that's coming out, but like, sometimes you can't see for yourself. Right. So I do, I do acknowledge that, but I still think my first inclination is to try by myself. So that part of the conversation is unlocking for me as well. Yeah. That's the, um, that's like the spiraling step that you're on, that you so beautifully are aware of or becoming aware of is saying, okay, do I always have to do it by myself? And what are the, what am I afraid of if I don't do it by myself? Mm-hmm. And you could turn it around and say, what am I missing out on by doing it just by myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this map that you have provided us walks us through each of these these seasons, these cycles, these phases. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the class, I talk much more in depth about each uh, step each phase you might find yourself in and it's very helpful because um not everybody knows or think about thinks about these things where am I in my journey mm-hmm. and I started to um think about this when I was going through my own teaching journey crystal or offering crystal healings and encountering people on different in different stages of their life and saying okay like and it at different stages, like our aperture, just like the aperture 
of a camera that lets the light in is going to be different. Like at zero, it's closed. And then you open it up a little bit and a little bit more, a little bit more. <laughs> so there's a gradual opening, like a birthing cycle. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, like I can't, you can't force a woman's labor or anyone's spiritual labor. So who am I to judge someone's mm. stage of life? And their healing journey but let me offer this map so they can know it for themselves that really resonates with me going back i i didn't have a c-section but i was very close to having one because um, i had a 38 hour labor with my first daughter my second daughter just swam right out she's like boom here <laughs> but my first daughter it was 38 hours and yeah basically i was just sitting there waiting to dilate waiting to dilate and then there came this point where like you can push and I, my daughter's name is Sawyer. And I said, okay, Sawyer, it's you and me now. Like I'm, I'm getting emotional. Like it's time for us to, to like, to do the pushing now. And that kind of reminds me of what I was saying. Like there's the opening, the opening, and then there's the place where you can, can step out and take the ownership. Right. And that's kind of what my birthing process was like. So as you were saying that spiritual labor that spiritual birthing that spiritually spiritual dilating that really stuck with me and how uncomfortable was that oh my god it was terrible no. <laughs> the, <laughs> oh my it was like I was so very much in my masculine then and I'm like what the heck why am I not birthing like why am I not doing what it, but my body's supposed to do this right like ugh. that I I wish I could go back 10 years and be like look lady <laughs> you don't know a thing right now you know so Tamla, you mentioned your membership i'd love to share a little bit more about um what it is and how it works and where people can find more about you yeah absolutely um my website is called a drop of om adropofom.com yeah. Uh, and there I have a listing of all my healing offers. So you can go, there's lots of freebies and such. Um, my membership is super affordable and um, it's called Chakra Bliss Vault. Mm -hmm. It's just $11 a month right now. It's That's very, very accessible. And it has over 100 crystal healing recordings. I have these mini healings that you can do like in between meetings. And oh, then I have nice. longer, like delicious 45 minute mm -hmm. healings all about different energetic wounds I encounter in people, meditations, um, healing uh, journeys, if you will. So uh, yeah, I encourage you to take a look check uh, check it out and see what might resonate with you in there mm -hmm. and library members you will have access to Domla's self-guided or self-healing journey map inside of the library if you want to learn more about what Domla has shared with us today you are welcome to head on over to rootedfeminine.com and check out our library and become a member today Damla, thank you so much for your time. Um, this has been a beautiful chat. I have had ahas and shifts just from our time together this morning. So I really appreciate you. Um, and it's been great to have you on the show today. Thank you. I enjoyed our conversation and I hope uh, your members can check the, the training out and just reach out to me if you have any questions at all or thoughts or ahas. <laughs> I love it. 